There is a, an old legend that is told uh, about our patron saint, Augustine of Hippo. Now, for those of you who, who might not know or and might be a little sketchy about the details of his life, Augustine was a magnificent theologian and one of the most influential theologians in Western Christianity. So the, the story goes that one day, Augustine was walking on the beach, and as he walked, he pondered the great uh, mystery of the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. And as he was walking, he, he saw a small boy. He noticed that the, the boy had a seashell in his hand, and as he watched the boy, he saw that the boy was running back and forth between the ocean and a small hole in the beach. As he got closer, Augustine noticed that in his hand there was this seashell, and in the seashell was seawater. And the boy was filling up the seashell and running to the hole and then pouring the water into the hole and back and forth and back and forth. So Augustine, getting up to the little boy, says to him, Child, what are you doing? The boy declared, I am going to drain the entire ocean and I am going to pour it into this tiny hole that I have dug in the sand. Well, Augustine said, my young man, that is impossible. You can't drain the whole ocean and you certainly can't fit it into that little hole. At which point the boy replied, yes, my dear bishop, that is true, and yet it would be easier for me to fit the ocean into this tiny hole than it would be for you to fit the mystery of the Holy Trinity and God's divine majesty in your little intellect. <laughs> and with that, of course, the little boy disappeared, right? Um, <laughs> as boys in these stories tend to do. The lesson of the story is clear, though, isn't it? When we speak about God, we must start with the recognition that God is ultimately beyond our knowing and beyond our language. God is a mystery that transcends our every concept and our every idea. And as such, God is, in essence, unknowable. And I believe that both reason and Scripture bear witness to this reality. And yet, and yet, the Christian faith has always felt compelled to say something about what and who God is. It has never been enough for us to say that God is mystery and leave it at that. My theory is that we are compelled to say something about God because we have felt, felt compelled to speak to God. We feel a longing to praise God and to thank God and to ask God to intercede for us and for others. And moreover, we have felt that it was necessary to speak of God and to God because God first 
spoke to us. And if we are to take the reading from Isaiah seriously, God empowers us to speak. And so the question might be, since we must speak of God and to God, where should we start, right? Because some words and concepts are better than others at pointing at who and what God is. And so one place to start is with the example of the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church. And there's a clap there, good, that's good. I hope you had a chance to see Michael Curry's sermon at the royal wedding last weekend between Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. If you haven't seen it yet, please, please, please do yourself a favor and go and track it down on the internet. It will not be hard to find. It is a beautiful and moving sermon that was a gripping meditation on the nature of love. And what I found equally impressive this week is how Bishop Curry used the attention and reaction of his sermon to springboard that into meeting with all sorts of different media outlets. He shared the gospel on Good Morning America and on the Today Show. He called people to love each other on The View. I don't, you know, it's it's out of control, this guy. And more than that, he then masterfully took that attention and put it on this candlelit vigil that happened around the White House this week, rejoined with other faith leaders with a call to proclaim Jesus and to reject the xenophobia and the white nationalism and the racism and the misogyny and the homophobia that is such on the rise in this country. It was a good week for the Episcopal Church. And as a side note, with all of this going on, I was, feeling, I was feeling pretty good about the Episcopal Church, thinking that by now everyone must know who we are, right? I mean, we were all over the place. That is, I thought that we would be known, that is until we got a package in the mail at the office addressed to St. Augustine-by-the-Sea Biscable Church. You can see the picture on the internet, on Facebook, if you're curious to see bis cable, not Episcopal, Episcopal. Nah. Seems like we've got some more work to do. But in any case, in the presiding bishop's sermon and elsewhere, Bishop Curry talked about the power of love. He talked about God's love for us, about Jesus' sacrificial love, and about the commandment to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. He boldly proclaimed that if it's not about love, then it's not about God. And he said that all of this is so because God is love, echoing the first letter of John from the Bible. If we are going to speak about God, let's begin here God is love. It's not enough for us to say that God loves us, and so we are to love God and others. For Christians, when we say God is love, we mean that God is love from eternity. 
and that, God, that love is God's very nature. When we speak of God, we speak of God as loving communion, that God is God through eternal relationship. When we say that God is a trinity of persons in a unity of being, we mean that God's life is marked by the eternal, loving, and mutual self-giving of these eternal relations one to another. That God's life is comprised of the Father pouring out of the divine life to the Son, and the, the Son speaking and embodying this life, and the Spirit bringing both together in passionate delight and love. This Christianity proclaims, is God from eternity and for eternity. Or so we believe that this is who God reveals God's self to be in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and in the gift of the Holy Spirit alive in our hearts. Because you see, here's the thing. This love is not a closed circle. Not only is God love, but God acts as love and creates out of love so that God might share this love with that which is not God, which is to say God shares this love with creation. God creates of love so that creation might share in the love that sits at the center of everything, so that creation itself might share in the ultimate reality, which is love. And humanity, in particular, is called to bear witness to and to participate in this divine dynamic that is love. When God created humanity, God created us in God's very own image. God created us out of love and for love with a profound dignity and a profound worth. And what's more, it's not, it's just not that we are created for love, but we are redeemed in love. For when we turned from God and thus turned from love, God would not turn from us. For we heard in the Gospel of John this morning that God so loved the world that God gave us Jesus so that we might share in the eternal life of love that is God. God gave us Jesus not to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. The depths of God's love is that God does not abandon or condemn us, but calls on us to more fully participate in the divine life, which is love. God wonderfully made and yet even more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature by assuming our nature in Jesus Christ and by giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts. And even more so, even more than this, Paul tells us in the letter to the Romans today, that we've been given the Holy Spirit so that we might respond to God's love with love. 
so that we might live into our identity as children of God and share the inheritance of Christ, which is eternal life bathed in love. Our words fall short. Our concepts can never capture the mystery that is God. And yet God gives us a voice. And God enables us to speak. And therefore we must speak and sing and praise God's name. We must come to this table and receive God's gift of love as we share in the communion of Christ's body and blood. And empowered by this love, we are then called to be sent out, as Isaiah was sent, to proclaim God's love to the world, to to embody it with our lives, to, to realize it through our actions. God is indeed a mystery. God is a mystery that is love. And from that, we too are called to love. And so while we will never fully comprehend God, we can come to share in the divine life of love that opens out to draw us in. For the God of love calls to us. And so we must respond. Amen.